Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb Dot listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Rockers today, Dr. Um, Alexandrati. Uh, the other um, part of us is not here today, but Dr. Rockers and I today are going to talk. Um, and because uh, tonight, as you're listening um, in Iran, uh, I think somewhere around uh, midnight or close to one o'clock, um, our Persian New Year, Nowruz starts. And I'm sure uh, Dr. Rockers is, as he is always very curious, he has lots of questions about Nowruz. And tomorrow at around noon or maybe close to one o'clock, I don't have the exact time right now, um, our New Year starts here in California. And um, like in New York, the three hours uh, ahead of us. So there starts earlier. And all around the world, um, Persians are uh, celebrating Nowruz. So today we're going to specify our conversation to Nowruz. Um, hello to Dr. Rockers. Uh, and I know you are as uh, curious as we always talk about questions that you have. I thought maybe you want to know more about Persian New Year, especially since tomorrow around the same time um, that our program is airing. Um, we are starting our new year here in California. All right. I will jump in with some questions. How about that? Sure. Um, do you want hard questions or easy questions? It <laughs> depends on how much knowledge I have. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, here's, uh, I will start in a way you're probably not expecting. How many people who are not Iranian or Persian know about Nowruz? Oh, good questions. Well, because Iran um, years before in the history was Persian Empire, so it was covered a big land, which is in today Pakistan, Afghanistan, um, India, and Iraq, um, the other parts of Arabic countries. So that was the Persian Empire. So there are pieces of each part of these lands as we are speaking, they're still Persians. They consider Persians and they celebrate all over the world, wherever they are, um, especially I know in Afghanistan, in Tajikistan, in part of Pakistan, part of India, in the whole Iran land, they celebrate Persian New Year. But can I ask you a question? Do you know what is equinox and what happens when exactly uh, the season changes? We walk into the first minutes of spring. Well, I don't have the great astronomical description of what happens, like how the equators work and things like that. If I was really smart, I probably would be able to spit one out real quick. But what I do know is that as the days become longer, as we approach summer, as days become longer, then the nights also become shorter, obviously. And when those two are equal, then that's equinox or equinox, however you want to say it, both in right. springtime and in fall. Is that correct? Very, absolutely. Very good. So um, the time or date twice each year at which the sun crosses the celestial equator when day and night are of approximately equal length about September 22nd and March 20th, uh, that's called equinox. So when... Um, the exact minutes or seconds that we call Nourza started, that's the time that the spring starts. And that's exactly when the sun um, hits the equator. So um, that's the explanation. And I hope I did right too. And if I didn't, I hope one of our listeners could correct me. So that's uh, how the new year begins. It's the first seconds of spring and that at that time that's why every year they say the time is like 12 um uh, 40 um 20 second you know it's just that and then uh 
somewhere in the news, in Persian news or radio, and I'm sure Radio Baghdad will announce, then they say, let's celebrate, New Year starts. And that's the time the families are around a table um, and the table is in every Persian house is set. Um, there are seven um, items that start with seen, S, um, letter S. In Farsi, we say seen. Um, it, the sound is the same, S, like S. And that's seep, which is apple. And it's uh, for health. It's senjet. Uh, that um, I have to actually get all this right. So as you ask another question, I look at my notes and hopefully I can get better explanation of exactly what each of the items mean. Well, what can, what does Naruz, does it have a meaning? Does that word have a meaning? Exactly, very good question. Naruz is no means new. So we say, no, ruse is day. So it's a new day, no ruse. That's what it means. Um, ah, okay. Well, that makes sense that it would be new year. We're looking at a new day, something new. Yes. Um, so uh, we call this table of a table of half seen. That means seven items. And uh, the pronunciation is like no, which is new. No, no, uh, ruse and ruse is day, so it's no ruse, but the way we write it in English is N O W R U Z, no ruse, and it's a celebration of uh, two Persian worlds. The first word now means uh, new, and second word ruse means day, as um, we talked about, um, and then, um. The seven items that we set in the table are um, these celebration and tradition comes from Zoroastrianism, which is a time that um, Persian people had the um, religion of Zoroastrians. Um, and, and at that time, this celebration has been going on uh, everywhere that they celebrate um, you know, Persian um, New Year. And it's, it goes way back from the time that, um, you know, Zoroastrians, um, uh, Zoroastrianism were the religion of people. So, um, as I said, the items each have a specific meaning and all the meanings are mainly for health, for, um, uh, you know, you germinize um, some seeds. So you kind of get preparation a month almost ahead. You clean up the house and that cleaning is a different cleaning. You get into the details of cleaning everything in the house. You go through your drawers, you get rid of all the old stuff, you keep everything that you like and they're meaningful and get rid of everything that seems like you don't need them anymore and you can give them away. And then you clean everything, every corner of the places in the house. So that cleaning is very different types of cleaning. Um, and then also you um, buy new clothes. Uh, so it, it was a tradition that every person in the house wears their new clothes and then they get around the table, uh, they take pictures, um, and uh, I'm going back to the items. There's uh, Senjet, um, Sumak, uh, Serke, which is vinegar. Um, sumak is sumak, is um, uh, the spice that you use with meat that takes away the cholesterol and you eat it with meat. Everything is about health and uh, germinizing seeds and apple, for example, is the symbol of health. And then um, vinegar, which is serke, is also a symbol of washing off, uh, you know, the um, uh, fat or the unhealthy, you know, um, maybe I'm not a good person to explain all this, but as much as I know. And then um, we also have seer, which is garlic. And that's also a symbol of health. And then we color eggs. And every time I talk about our table and the way we celebrate, 
I always tell my American friends, it's celebration of three things that I see even in the United States. It's Halloween, Easter, and New Year. So it's combination of that. And the last Tuesday of the last month, which is in Farsi Esfand, the month of Esfand, and it's um, the month of, um, uh, what, what month are we in? March. Right, so it's the last Tuesday uh, before the Noros. We set up fire and we jump over the fire. And fire always has a lot of good meaning in, I think, pretty much every culture, but especially in Persian culture, means um, you know the um, health, the redness of the uh, fire is always a symbol of. You know, you want to be healthy, you want to be energized. And then as you jump over the fire, you say, means if I have any unhealthy way, which is the color, let's say yellow, uh, I give it to you and you give your redness, which is symbol of health to me as we jump over the fire. So that's like a week before Persian New Year. So everybody celebrates, and then like Halloween, kids go door to door, they knock at the doors, and they get candies, they get treats, and that's a, a week before Noros. And um, usually the custom is they make themselves more like um, uh, ghosts. That's the... the um, basic culture from tradition that their dress up is more like ghosts so they put something over their head they make themselves kind of scary they knock at doors and usually they bring a bowl with a spoon so they start making noises uh, and then uh, people in the house come out and they give candy or they give different treats and then on the day of Noru's, um when you now everything is set up already and the um, seeds that you have germinated uh, germinized already now they have grown there's green which is symbol of life and then fertil uh, the fertility do you uh, color the eggs and the simple uh, symbol of fertility which means you know you wish for the young people to get married and have kids and then you have knots also, which is symbolizing, uh, again, the um, life of uh, future kids coming to the family. And then we also have um, um, a small goldfish in the bowl of water in the setup. And then that's also symbolizing life, redness, which is something uh, energizing, positive, and uh, also there is uh, a, a eatable uh, kind of like food, it's called samanu, which is very energizing, healthy, comes from uh, seeds of um, uh, gandum, which is um, what we make bread with. So all of these and plus uh, some coins, which is the symbolizing the uh, wealth and um, having a good year of um, good success with money and with wealth. So uh, imagine every Persian, if you go online and look at the setup that they make, it's beautiful. They put flowers, they uh, lit candles, uh, they, they put their best dishes on the table for setup and they celebrate each other. We usually hug each other and we give presents. So imagine uh, Christmas, uh, Halloween and Easter. Um, it's combination of all of this in our, in our Noru celebration. So we give gift each other and the gift used to be money. So uh, the eldest in the family, like grandparents usually sign uh, a, um, usually in the past, it's just a symbol of 
a gift. It's not really the worth of the money, but usually like in $1 bill or in $2 bill or $5 bill, they sign their name and they put something like happy new year or if they have a specific message to their children and grandchildren they put it on the money and you keep those money like i have so many of those money already that i have kept for years from my parents and then also the elderly in the community sometimes they put that money inside the holy book and then they pass it to people. So now, um, not necessarily has to be in Quran holy book, but a lot of people put it uh, as a tradition to put it in the holy book. But um, now they just put it um, in uh, another um, book that is very sort of holy for people is uh, one of our poets called Hafiz. And his book usually is on this uh, table of set up for Hafsin. And then they get the book, they open, they pass the money to everyone in the gathering. And even if, for example, you're a guest in our house, we would give that to you or Jan if she's there. So anyone who is there uh, gets uh, that money. It's the celebration of Nowruz. And if the guests are there, sometimes you invite guests and you celebrate together like Christmas. You may invite friends or family members. Um, or if it's really, really late at night, it's the tradition. You get up even if it's three o'clock in the morning because the time is important that Nowruz starts. So even when I remember we were a child, we were a kid, we would get up uh, get ready, uh, wear our new clothes, uh, stand by the table, wait for the new year and the um, television, the radio stations, everywhere. The singers come sing, the um, speakers talk about the celebration. It's all happy. You just hear news, uh, music and all the famous, most famous uh, celebrities and uh, singers, they come and um, they just uh, celebrate together. And then the moment New Year happens, all of a sudden everywhere in the news, in newspapers, and they announce the New Year happened at this time. So it's a big celebration in Persian culture. Um, so... I hope I have explained it as much as I knew. I know I'm short in explaining some of the meaning of the items, like Senjed I haven't seen here, or Samanu I haven't seen here, um, but like garlic, apple, vinegar, uh, or you know, you now see a lot of germinated seeds in different grocery stores. So like uh, we call it sabze. Wasabze is, uh, and then people decorate those sabze in beautiful dishes um, and they put it on the table. That is a very comprehensive description, which I do have many questions about. Sure. Do you want to jump into those or take a break first? Uh, let's just take a break and come back. Okay, very good. <laughs> Dr. Rockers, uh, today um, we are talking about Noru celebration and, and Dr. Rockers was really interested to know about Nuru's and how we celebrate. So we decided to talk about it since tomorrow is our um, first day of New Year. And so far we talked about um, just basically the setting up the table and the family getting together. Dr. Rockers has lots of questions 
And uh, I just want um, ahead of time, apologize if I make any mistakes in explanation of the items or anything that I'm missing. And I appreciate if any of our listeners have more information to share later. Um, but at this point, I just shared with my experience and what we do as a family on the day of um, Noruz or prior in um, Charshambe Suri, celebration of fire, jumping over the fire. and. Um, Dr. Rockers now has lots of questions, I'm, I believe. I forgot about the flower symbol. Uh, I think it's called hyacinth, uh, the um, flowers. Is it hyacinth? Good yeah, so that's called symbol in our uh, in Persian language. And that's also a celebration, one part of the tables um, set up. And um, usually around Sacramento, as far as I know, all these years, you know, when you go ask for sombol or hyacinth, they usually are out of because Persians all over Sacramento, they're buying them ahead of time. So now I checked with Trader Joe's and Rayleigh's. They said now that we know there are a lot of Persians asking for hyacinth, they usually bring lots of them and they know exactly when they come to get them. So now they're prepared after all these years, seeing all these Persians uh, around the area. And I'm sure in other places, when there are lots of Persians, uh, they do that because now they know they come for goldfish because everywhere you go. So as soon as you walk in and you go, I'm here to get some goldfish and go, oh, happy new year, you're Persian. Or you go get hyacinth. They go, oh, I know you guys are celebrating uh, Persian new year. So yeah, that's another item too. So this, the pre-activities that you described where the kids go to door to door and those other things, jumping over the fire, that has already happened here then? Yes. Um, and then if you bonfire, usually if you have big celebration, you usually have to get permission from the county that it has a process in the past uh, the community used to um, take part of the um, some like big high schools or um, the where is some somewhere in Sacramento uh, where they were doing the vaccination um, the Cal Expo or Cal, Ex Cal Expo was one of the big um, you know, Charshambasuri celebration, but you have to like um, about probably two, three months ahead, go get the paperwork, get the permission. But this year, because of COVID, um, none of this happened. And last year, as far as I know, because of COVID, um, it didn't happen. So this is the second year this tradition hasn't been happening. But in the homes of some people, they just put one uh, small bonfire, they jump over like this last um, week, um, because there was a gathering, we put this ahead, like tomorrow night is Charshan Basuri. So in my experience, I remember in uh, some of the communities, uh, like community centers, they did, they got permission and they created the bonfire or in one of the high schools I remember in the past. And like last week, we were in one of our friend's house and they set up the fire and they said, let's do it ahead of time because we may not be able to do it on Tuesday night. So in different places, they do it on their own. And then if they can gather in a big um, group, they do that, but it has to be by permission. Uh, and then do most Persians or all Persians or some Persians, half the Persians here in the U.S. do go through these ceremonies? Like how, how widespread is it, I guess, is my question. I think, um, you know, we are all over the place when it comes to following the tradition. There's some people who do every single part of the tradition. They see it as uh, fun, as uh, something that they, you know, they, it just remembers their childhood. They're far from, you know, where they used to be. Now they want to create the same feeling here. But um, for the most part, it just depends to 
each person and family member and the community you are in. I know in Sacramento, there are some community members who are great in creating this community of, you know, um, Persian um, families that they follow the tradition and they invite everybody. Not every single person really do that. Even in Iran, as far as I remember, not every single person does the tradition, but majority will, you know, just like anywhere, like here, Christmas, for the most part, everybody celebrates one way or another, but there are still people, they may go to casino, they may go on a trip, they, they, some people don't like it. And it's the same in Persian culture. Okay. Is it, do you think it's, to, does it seem like it's more of a national holiday or it is. More of a spiritual it, religious thing? It's national holiday. I'm glad you asked this question. It's nothing to do with religion. Oh, it, uh, no? Yeah, no, no. It's That's why um, it's big because it includes everybody. It's a national holiday. And we have just like Christmas that uh, there is two weeks of Christmas celebration. Noruz is also two weeks of celebration. On the 13th day, everybody goes outing. They go to places like here. Usually they go to Folsom um, Lake, by, by the lake. And they get permission, of course. And everybody has to obviously pay when they enter uh, to the park. And then they park their cars. They set up a, a specific place different families with their own group, they come set up their own tables, or they put a blanket on the floor, they bring food. And one of the tradi tradition is that the sapze or the, um, you know, greens that they have germinated, they bring with them. Now it's getting uh, yellowish and it's, um, you know, towards the end of that um, piece that they have made. So they bring it there. And, you know, in, in the past, they usually put it in the water and let the water take it. And uh, here, obviously, because they have to follow many rules as well, they don't do that. They just throw it in the garbage. But the real tradition is put it in the water and let the water take that. Um, what is behind it um, usually is like because it's yellow it's, um, you know, ruined, let the water take it. Um, so you're starting fresh, you're starting with greenery, you're starting with flowers, with celebration, and you end with getting together and, and actually, you know, celebrating again, the two weeks of holidays. In Iran, their uh, offices are closed for minimum of one week. Um, schools are closed for two weeks. It's a spring um, holidays. And uh, it's a big celebration. You know, in Nowruz, if you have some um, important stuff to do, it's just like Christmas here. You know, you wait till life again starts um, seriously back to normal. Um, back there is two weeks of um, holidays. So, the colors are mostly red, green, white. And the, again, so similar to Christmas, you know. Um, so, yeah, right. it's a big celebration. Now, I have in, long enjoyed baking as a hobby, baking bread and pastries. And I'm wondering, I've made a, a bread that is like a brioche, but it is made with a spice called mahlab. Oh, and I'm wondering, is there something similar in, in your celebration? Or tell me, is there a connection or not a connection? Is there a certain kind of bread maybe that goes along with this? We do have a lot of pastries that, uh, you know, it's just like Christmas. You start baking and you start making cookies or specific, uh, you know, um, pastry for Christmas. In Nora's, we also, in most of the houses... Um, usually they do bakery, they make a lot of uh, very delicate, uh, small um, sweets. Um, and like, um, you know, it's not exactly the same in every house. 
but usually the delicate, uh, very delicious, tasty, small cookies or small sweets. Mahlab, I don't know what it is, so maybe I can check. Uh, but um, Mahlab is, I don't know the technical terms. I know it's the ground up pit of a cherry. Oh, it's sort of uh, it's oh, it's sort of seeds, right, Mahlab? Well, it's a powder, but it's made from cherry pits. Oh, hmm. Okay. Uh, we probably use that in um, some. It's more like a spice, isn't it? Yes, it is a spice. Sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, as far as I know, I don't think that's what we use. Uh, but um, maybe something similar, but it's not a tradition. Otherwise, I would have known. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, mostly... Um, oh, what about this? Budoam Shur? What is it? Budam, budam Shur? Oh, Badam. Badam is almond. And almond, as I said, nuts we put on the table. Oh. Uh, they're a symbol of um, uh, fertility... And um, because it, they have a lot of protein, energy, and fertility, um, yeah, the, you know, different items, uh, mostly, as I said, they have all symbolizing life, health, life, happiness, um, you know, so everything basically is that. And then as far as I heard in the background history, uh, in the old days, it started with Shin. Um, beginning seven items of sheen, which was uh, shirni, sharab, um, but sharab is wine. And then throughout the history, uh, maybe after religion was changed from Zoroastrian to Islam, maybe some of those, because of the traditions, have changed. I have to really study that. I wish I knew we are going to talk about this and we were more, I was more prepared, but it's just on the spot. So um, I'm just, I, I know that I have read in places that, yeah, this tradition has changed from different items that they were symbolizing different things, but they, throughout the history, it's been changed. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. We don't have to know everything. Yeah. It's really more an exploration of anything. Sure. What about the use of honey? Is there is there a role for honey in all the celebration or not? Honey usually uh, in celebration, in wedding, uh, there's also display in wedding ceremony. Persian wedding also has a different setup table. And then the honey, when uh, the moment they announce the uh, wife and husbands now are announced as one family. Then they put honey in each other's mouth, which means their life starts starts with sweetness. So it symbolizes that. But in uh, Persian New Year, um, it's not. I haven't seen honey, but it doesn't hurt if you put it on the table. It's good. It's good. So good to eat, right? Well, do people do things like? Um, not like like a new year's resolution do the people make uh, kind of promises to themselves or set goals or something they do actually cleaning the house is the first thing that means they're cleansing their their own uh, spirit and themselves as well so it symbolizes you clean the house you get rid of all the old things that you don't use and then also you clean uh, your spirit. So at the moment before the announcement happens for New Year, the families usually, the eldest starts talking about good things, good advice. And one of the things usually say, they say, you know, we need to try to transform to a better person. They start talking about these things. And I think part of cleansing and cleaning the house is cleansing your bad spirit, your things that um, you, you want to get rid of. Usually resolution is more meaningful. It comes to, you know, that just um, get rid of the ugly, but bad things in you and then try to absorb good spirit, good things. 
Well, you know, in psychology, like when I work with people in dream interpretation, if they have dreams about their house or a building, it's often the symbol of the self. So it makes sense then that you would clean your house. It is symbolic then of cleaning yourself and getting yourself ready for the new year. So that makes total sense. to That fits very good. Um, yeah, we should get another break and come back to end um, or the last part of our conversation. Dr. Rockers. Uh, today, Dr. Andrade is not here with us. Um, he had to be uh, in another state uh, for work. So we are sitting with Dr. Rockers. And because uh, tomorrow, as we are speaking, um, this um, New Year, Persian New Year starts. And so far, we've been talking about Persian New Year, the celebration. And uh, Dr. Rockers, I have to also say Radio Bomb. yesterday has a huge celebration for Noros um, in front of their office here in Sacramento. And uh, it was the carbon or cars coming through and getting the present. Um, they had set up a nice gift bag. Uh, the bag was uh, said Radio Bomb. And uh, mostly uh, the children, um, with the families were in the car passing by the Radio Bomb Dot building and they would um, stand in front of um, the road and give the gifts to the, um, the children in the car. And I happened to be there. Uh, one of my friend is the um, director of one of the Persian school and I'm the advisor within that school. So she called me and she invited me. She said, Radio Bamdad has a program. And today the caravan of cars are passing by the building and they're getting gifts for the kids and all the schools, uh, especially Persian schools uh, around Sacramento were invited to come. And um, since I was the advisor of that school, she invited me to be there, meet the parents and stand by her to pass the gifts. So it was very beautiful. And at the end, um, the director of Radio Bamdad, um, who is a giver in any, uh, any place that I have encountered with him, he always wants to give, give, give. And one of the reasons he started Radio Bamdad was just to support people in the community and that's where our program uh, is with this person so anyways he is always very creative in um, bringing the community together 
and also just at certain um, points in time, especially with children here um, and people in need, he always uh, brings other people to help and to give something. And this time was just a gift of Nurus. So they give me they gave me a bag, and I kept saying I don't need it. Uh, just let's have other people. And they said no, we have a lot of them. So they gave me one. I didn't open it until I came home, and to my surprise, it was a beautiful pack of the seven scene that we talked about in a small bag, but inside the big bag that says Radio Bomb Dot, and then also a pack of tea and a gift of uh, the bill of $2 signed by Radio Bomb Dot, which was so beautiful. I put it on the table because I had already set up my half scene table here, but it was so beautiful, a very red, beautiful apple, um, a pack of nice, um, you know, with sumacs and all these things that we talked about in a beautifully set pack um, in a nice small bag uh, by Shahzad Restaurant, actually. It seems like Shahzad Restaurant has prepared that for Radio Bomb Dot. But it was a very beautiful act of Radio Bomb Dot uh, that they did. And if I wasn't there, I didn't know this is happening. So I just want to appreciate that and make a point of what a beautiful, um, you know, act of um, uh, Noru celebration they did. So everybody can be ready for next year when Radio Bomb God does it again. <laughs> exactly. No, that was that was really nice. And at that moment, I'll, I'll really, I wish you guys were there to see all these uh, actions and going and all the, um, you know, staff in Radio Bomb Dot, they were standing in front of the building um, and um, some, um, uh, you know, famous people in the community, uh, in the government places and in uh, different organizations that uh, they work uh, they were standing there and uh, delivering the gifts. So it was, it was very beautiful. And I just thought, I, although you don't celebrate Nuru's, but just seeing this, um, you know, action going, it was really nice um, to see. And then obviously there were foods and um, get together inside the building with Radio Bomb Dada staff. But at that point uh, I had to leave, but it was very nice. So they, they started with a beautiful ceremony of Nuru's celebration. Um, and they had a beautiful setup for Nuru's in the building. Um, I walked into the front part. I didn't get into the inside, but very nice. So I just wanted to also mention that uh, now that we are talking. I have a question. I have some other questions, though. I'm kind of focused on the food part. Sumac. Yes. What? Tell me what is that and how? what form is it in on the table? The nice. house yeah. table. It's more like the um, spice. Uh, so you put it in a um, bowl or in a plate, however you want to. Um, set up your table um, but usually um, they put it on the rice or they put it on the red meat you know like kebab is a famous national uh, food um, in Persian culture so especially samak is uh, used with kebab with red meat and um, they say that it's um, very good for um, fighting the cholesterol because red meat has a lot of uh, fat and cholesterol. So sumac actually is uh, is helping the cholesterol to be burned. And then um, also I remember in Good Morning America one day I, I noticed that in the morning they were introducing sumac to nation and they were just saying they had a toast bread, toasted bread with um, avocado and on the avocado they were putting that a spice of sumac and they were talking about sumac and how helpful it is how healthy it is and that was uh, to my surprise they were just introducing and this is a tradition for years after years that um, you know we know sumac as something healthy with red meat and I remember a couple of times in my life when I was kind of sick and I couldn't eat anything. 
I, I was just always thinking the only thing I can eat is rice with sumac because it has a sour taste. And especially because we are used to the taste uh, since childhood. So I love the taste is sour, um, but also we use it a lot with um, even different things, not just the uh, uh, meat, the red meat. I almost feel like we are getting to the end of our program. Uh, we had longer time at the beginning. So um, last statement, maybe we start with something for Persian New Year uh, and we end our uh, program today. Well, I certainly can't contribute much other than to say, I think it's always good to be curious and see what can we learn about others' customs. So that's my, that's the thing I that's that's the advice I give. Let's what can we learn? It's always exciting and interesting to understand where do these customs come from? What do they mean? And what parts of those might we want to adopt in our own life? That's kind of fun. It, it helps increase our awareness of who we are and where we're going. Sure. And for me, um, since um, I was t a teacher and when you're a teacher in schools, usually you get students from all over the world. At least in each classroom I taught, I had two, three to four students from different parts of the world. And the most interesting part was that every person from different parts of the world, they celebrate different things at different times. And when you learn about those celebrations, you realize how beautiful it is and how much you can also be part of that. So what I always did was I, I always asked those students from those countries or those places that they celebrate things differently. I always asked them to come and explain what they do in front of the class. Although sometimes the students don't want to be singled out and just come out, but I always had a preparation to prepare the kids to talk about different culture, different celebration, how wonderful it is to learn about different people, different countries. So I had a good preparation to make everybody ready and just make a big thing out of this, you know, for, on this date, we have a great presentation about so-and-so's culture. So we set up the table, they showed the items that they do, if they could bring their parents um, or someone who could explain well to the students what they do or the students themselves. We really made a big deal out of those celebration. And we spend a lot of time in that hour in the class to talk about the culture celebration and students learned and they went home, they talked about that culture to their parents. And I always feel like celebration of any culture is beautiful. That's why when we talk about celebration, every celebration that we have around the world uh, or in our country here, it's beautiful and we need to feel we are a part of it because celebration is celebration. If you understand people and you like people, you like their culture, you like their celebration, and you want to be part of that. With that, I want to say goodbye to our listeners and say happy Nowruz, uh, Nowruz Mubarak. Uh, we come back tomorrow and we talk about either New Year, new way of looking at things, or we talk about something that is related to culture, life, psychology. Have a wonderful Nowruz. And everyone just celebrate together and be happy. Shivani, both need all the shivani, both.
ما شد رشک فردوس برین بوی نارنج و ترنج و عطر بید میتوان از طربت حافظ شنید باز شد چشم بهاران بر خزر شد صدف ها خانه در و بحر دشتر باز هم بیدار شد از شقایق دامنش گلنار شد صدت آمد که مهمان آمده بوی نرگس های ایران آمده خاک من ای قبلگای آشبان نو بهارانت همیشه جاودان دود خواهیت پرفروش و بیقرام کوهایت سر بلند و استوان برفند ما همه از خاک توست پار و پود ما خاک پاک توست آمده نوروز در ایران زمین خاک ما شد رشک فردوس برین بوی نارنج و ترنج و عطبید میتوان از طربت حافظ شنید خون پاک آشقی در جان ماست ریشه این عشق در ایران ماست هم وطن نوروز تا پیروز باد ای وطن هر روز تو نوروز باد Oh, oh, oh. 